Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me every Tuesday and Friday to talk all about Bravo TV. On Tuesdays, I report on all the latest news stories happening in the off-screen lives of our favorite Bravo celebrities. And Friday bonus episodes range from one season wonder recaps, Bravo celebrity product reviews, book club discussions, very random deep dives, and so much more. Sit back, grab your drink, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today's episode is a solo episode, so you'll just be blessed with my own musings on all things Bravo that happened this week. We got a new president. We found out that Donald Trump had a Diet Coke button on his desk. I feel like he really could have, you know, played that up with millennials during his term. I don't know. A Diet Coke button? You just press a button and you get a Diet Coke? It's very cool. That's pretty much the only thing I think about him that is kind of cool. I also read an article in the New York Times about how Biden was wearing a Rolex at the inauguration and how that's so outrageous that an old white man who's made a lot of money for his entire life would be able to afford a Rolex after all of these years. And they were like, um, Trump wore like a Timex or a whatever, a, a not fancy brand. It's like Donald Trump's toilets are gold. <laughs> like, we're going to start counting each other's pennies over a Rolex. And then I found like a Another article that said, like, that was actually Bo Biden's watch. I'm anxiously waiting for the New York Times to write an apology. So here I am on Tuesday morning <laughs> waiting for really, really important news to drop. We've got a lot going on in Bravo. Uh, Real Housewives of OC is finishing up their reunions this week. Thank God it's only two parts. I appreciate them limiting us to two. We'll get there, ladies. We'll get there. We have Salt Lake City going into reunions, which is fun. Excited to see these new ladies. As we know, reunions make people incredibly unhinged. It's oftentimes the last time all the ladies have actually been together, especially in this situation because there's a pandemic happening. I can't see like Meredith Marks and Mary like meeting up in masks to get coffees or like getting mimosas at an outdoor brunch spot together. I, I just can't, I can't really picture that. We have Summer House coming back on February 4th, which again, we will get to Summer House stuff. We have New Jersey coming back February 17th. So, and that's actually the day my new couch is getting delivered. So, huge day for me. Wow. I'm going to actually have to pay, probably get cable again just for that day, like a, a YouTube TV thing, because if I don't watch the premiere on my new couch, then what's the point of getting a new couch? This week, we also got the trailer for the new season of Below Deck Sailing Yacht, which comes back March 1st. They're sailing throughout Croatia rather than Greece. I really liked sailing that last year. Not many people did. Every time I would sing their praises, I would get like two to three people being like, honey, are you on meth like what are you thinking like this show's horrible adam and jenna's dating relationship is the worst she's the worst chiefs do he is a really petty little chef and then you know Paget and sierra and then there's all those other there's an other random girl i don't know i can't remember their names but nobody from last season will be on the season except for captain glenn the trailer looks really good it seems like the crew is full of hot horny young people those are the two things you need for a crew. I feel like the last few crews have been like responsible people who have boyfriends. Like the current season of Below Deck is is okay. It's actually better than okay. It's good. But Eddie has his shit together now. He actually like wants to be a captain and isn't like trying to chase like a, a Rocky-esque <laughs> type of girl. There's Ashling who 
just like picture perfect girl. Francesca, who's really boring. Rob, who is so outrageously handsome, but is dead behind the eyes. I don't know. I feel I felt bad for Francesca like trying to flirt with him and then just having the realization that this is going nowhere. Don't just save your breath. Save your breath. He cannot flirt, but it seems good. There's definitely a scene where the boat actually crashes into a wall. I am also desperate to travel. So I think seeing other people travel is like a, a voyeuristic experience for me. What else is going on? What else is going on? Speaking of a very odd deep cut for Below Deck Sailing Out, which like nobody will know, but when it was airing last year, there was a group of douchebags from Long Island and I actually went to school with one of them, naturally. He's a couple years older than me. He was so hot, but now he's balding and he was such a jerk. So I'm like, God made you bald because of your behavior. But besides the point, and I think he was like a part of like a murder mystery. His name is Marshall Kessler, so Google him yourself. But I was on Zillow the other day, spending a lot of time indoors, if you can't tell. And I've been going onto Zillow and searching my old friends' homes and then like going on tours of their homes and being like, oh my God, like that room is where we made bracelets. Or, oh my God, this is the room where your mom forced me to eat an olive for the first time. And then I started loving olives. But... I went through this one girl's house and we were both like theater nerds together and she was kind of cool and I was kind of like the weird nerd. I saw like her playroom on the on the Zillow ad and it had a big rent poster up still still in the photos. So it just made me feel really good. But while I was on Zillow, I started just like looking for houses in the town that I grew up in and I found this hideous home and all the other homes were like really nice. But like 1.5 million, 1.4 million. Again, I didn't live in this fancy area. I lived in like the town next to it. But it was like, yeah, 1.5 million, 1.6 million, beautiful old school homes. And then there was one that was like 3 million. And I was like, what is this? Like, I've watched a lot of real estate shows, million dollar listing, whatnot. I know when a house is out of the price range in the area, something's got to give. Like, it's probably the owner thinking this house is so incredible when it's really just like gaudy and big. And that was exactly what it was. And then I was going through the home and it was just so hideous. It's one of those things where guys like, this is my dream home. And then like sketches it out on a napkin and then like gives it to an architect. And the architect is like, are you sure you don't want me to like move around the windows to make it like more symmetrical and like in proportion with one another? They're like, no, this is exactly what I want. Basically, George Gorga construction. And one of the bathrooms had a bath mat and had someone's name. It was like Richie something. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? So I Google him because I'm like, what adult has a bath mat in their bathroom with their name on it? It's bizarre. First and last name. And the guy was actually the guy who paid for the charter for that douchebag from Below Deck Sailing Yacht. So everything in my life comes back to Bravo, people. You just have to open your eyes a little bit and, and you'll see Bravo everywhere you go, which is a blessing and a curse. But here I am, you know, like eight minutes into this podcast talking about it. So you're welcome, Richie. And then obviously I ended up on his Instagram. He had pictures with Vanderpump, with Teresa Giudice. And it was funny, like his Instagram bio, like he thinks he's hot shit. It just cracks me up. He's like, as seen on Forbes, MSNBC, Bravo TV. Oh my God, dude. You had to pay like $40,000 a night for that credit on your Instagram bio. Like, if you're so rich, why are you doing this on television? That is besides the point. Okay, so let's just jump right into news. We have to start with what's going on with the Southern Charm cast right now. So rewind. There's a lot going on. This began happening when I was on my hiatus from the show, which is why you guys haven't heard me talk about any of this. Back in December, Austin and Craig ended up hanging out with Kristen Cavallari and Justin Anderson, who's her BFF. They ended up hanging out in Charleston, and Austin actually went on Watch What Happens Live and said, Kristen slid into Craig's DMs and was like, I'm coming to town, and we all went to dinner, we kind of hit it off, we wanted to visit them, and then we just did. So they've all been hanging out. Austin clearly has a thing for hot blondes with children, which like gives me straight mommy issues because his mom is like the cutest little blonde woman it all tracks it all tracks thanks Freud okay so they were hanging out one night they were all hanging out and were clearly blitzed out of their minds they're dancing they're having fun they were listening to so much Taylor Swift and I just started listening to Evermore like two days ago and I think I know every lyric to every song at this point it is so good and I am annoyed by Taylor Swift but I can't deny loving her music I cannot 
I don't know. Maybe it's like the time I'm in right now where like the lyrics are just hitting. They're hitting home. Lots of tearing up in the middle of the day. <laughs> so they were all hanging out, dancing, having fun. Kristen's all over Austin. She's like on his shoulders. You know, they're dancing. They're just having a good time. And there was like one thing where they're like singing like, we are never getting back together, together. What? Implying that Austin and Madison were never getting back together. So of course that started and created some buzz. Are they dating? Are they not dating? Love Craig. I don't think he could handle a woman like Kristen Cavallari. Like she walked so Madison could run. She is that bitch. Kristen recently got out of a 10-year relationship with Jay Cutler. I think he's a sport guy. Don't quote me. I never watched their show, but I actually have heard from people that he was actually the breath of fresh air on that show and that she was kind of annoying. I don't know. I didn't watch. Coffee break. Speaking of coffee break, the coffee shop this morning didn't have oat milk, so they gave me macadamia milk, which is quite delicious. So I might actually be making a a quick change to, to macadamia milk. I'll keep you posted on my um, nut milk journey. So Jay and Kristen were together for 10 years and married for seven. So rumor has it, obviously, that Austin and Kristen were dating. And now because of this week, rumor now has it that Jay and Madison from Southern Charm have also been dating. This is getting intentional. Recently, Madison, Vanita, and someone else, I can't remember who else was the third one. I don't know. It honestly could have been Danny, but she is just like a waif in the wind when I see her in videos. I'm like, do you do anything anymore? Stop crying over Catherine. She doesn't fucking want to be your friend. Like that Catherine is like giving you all of the signs. Move on. You don't want to be in Catherine's camp anyways. So Madison was hanging out with them again, all drinking. Madison's looking so snatched right now. She's doing the whole 30 diet and not drinking and just looks so fit. And it was really brutal when I was on her Instagram, just like trying to find clues. And she has like a whole 30 highlight. So I was like, oh, I've, I've done whole 30. It was like more like whole eight, but you know, close. <laughs> and she was like first day of whole 30 and her body was so snatched and there wasn't an ounce of fat where I'm thinking like, what is Whole30 going to do? Like, you're going to come out looking emaciated. And of course, like she eats a lot. You could tell she has like lots of good food and is healthy and and active. But I don't know. I think I'm projecting. I'm also doing Beachbody on demand. So try me. Try me, Madison. Maybe I'll be with Jay Cutler when when my 21-day fix challenge is over. Anyways, all the ladies are drinking. They're starting to listen to Taylor Swift too. Taylor Swift had no idea she was even involved in this. I wonder. I wonder if Taylor even knew she's been like so deeply embroiled in this scandal. So uh, Madison ends up like going up to the camera saying like, don't worry, my kid's at his dad's and I can act like this, implying that when Kristen and Austin and Craig and Justin all hung out that Kristen was actually in charge of her kids that night neither they were upstairs or they were around or not being taken care of the the details are are blurred we don't know so that's not cool never bring up the kids reality 101 and Madison is a mother so you would think if anything she would have a little bit more understanding of keeping the kids names out of their mouth she didn't say their name specifically but you know what I mean so then Kristen and Jay ended up posting their best back the fuck up picture. Kristen's wearing a wife beater with her Rosie the Riveter pose and her very dark black makeup. And they both posted the same photo with the same caption saying, the world is full of users. Ten years. Can't break that. Which then sparked all these rumors that they were actually getting back together. I don't really think so because I think she's like dating someone else and that other poor guy, he's just like in the fray. He's like, my dude, Kristen, I love you. Kristen's like, did you watch Laguna Beach? Do you not see how I play chess with men? She should start a masterclass, (laughs) masterclass on how to manipulate men into loving you. So they posted that picture together and then that's when things exploded. Obviously, like all the fans were like, are they getting back together? Are they getting back together? And then I think people on Reddit and people on the internet were just like, wait, wait, wait. No, if you watched her Instagram live the other night and 3,000 people were watching and a couple people have video footage of it, she talked about Kristen's kids and was like directly talking about her and playing the songs they were listening to. So she's talking smack. So Madison then posted a photo of herself saying unbothered, looking gorgeous, whatever. Justin ended up saying like, you're a liar. There was probably things going on in the background that we don't really know about, but 
regardless. Justin then starts saying Madison's liar. He's also unbothered. Everybody's unbothered but posting receipts. So what is it? Unbothered or posting receipts. Messy Madison. She comes out to play. She then starts sharing text messages between her and Jay Cutler. So then this is the first moment where we're then realizing that, oh shit, so Jay and and Madison have been maybe hooking up, hanging out. We'll get into the text. So the first thing she goes, what are you coming here for? Because you didn't tell me anything. And he goes, to hang out with you. And she goes, well, you got to ask me. He goes, huh, I was going to today. So this is Jay basically saying he booked a flip. He booked a trip to Charleston to see her without even asking, which it's a little ridiculous. One, we're in the midst of a pandemic where you're, one, not supposed to be traveling for, you know, no reason. And two, she's a mother, so she has to make sure her kid's not around when Jay Cutler, the random sport player, again, sport player, I'm not even giving him a type of sport because it's just a question mark. I'm thinking football or potentially hockey. She gives me a guy with a hockey player vibe. Hockey players are hot too. She goes, ask me or tell me you already, already booked it. He goes, do you want to hang out next weekend? He goes, okay, don't stress about it. I bought the flight yesterday because it was the last direct one. If it doesn't work out, I can change to some other time. Perfect. So this is giving me the feeling and giving lots of people the feeling that she actually deleted some of these text messages because it's not really making sense. She says, do you want to hang out next weekend? No response from her. And then he goes, okay, don't stress about it. So that gives me the feeling like she said like, hey, I can't really do it this weekend. I have plans, whatever. He goes, okay, cool. Don't stress about it. Cool. We don't have dates on this either. Then he says, don't stress. I bought the flight. It doesn't, doesn't work out. I can change it for some other time. No response from her. Then he says, perfect. So I think Madison is being a teensy bit messy. She's definitely withholding information from us. And it makes him kind of look like a desperate fool. He's single. She's single. They are more than able to be together. Good for them. So she ends up texting him again saying, mind you, these screenshots are four minutes apart. So between like this first section where it seems like she did some dirty deleting and the other one, it's four minutes away. If you're just like scrolling and taking screenshots, you don't need four minutes to take another screenshot. She goes, why would you do that? He said, it was insinuated and my name was also brought into it, which I didn't appreciate. She goes, Jay, I've done nothing but respect you and your privacy. I respect you. I respect your family. I would never say anything to jeopardize you and your family. He goes, it didn't seem like that was the case. Maybe it was accidental. I don't know. No one wants this mess. I appreciate you saying that. I think we can all respect each other moving forward at the very least. She goes, I'm disgusted by your whole situation. You reached out to me. Your intentions may not have been pure, but that might just be you projecting. I've never said anything about Kristen, nor would I. I came into this honestly with good intentions. I want no part of being involved in a paycheck or drama, but you initiated and pursued. If you weren't interested in something, really shouldn't have slept with me. So mind you, she takes her own caption and writes like, I keep my mouth shut until I get called a liar. And that like black bar is right over the word slept. So she didn't want people to see that. All right, whatever. So again, this is telling us they definitely hooked up when he visited or she visited, whatever. I guess she's kind of implying that he was maybe using her for something, which like, yeah, picking her out of all the women in the world is a little rogue. But Madison's also absolutely beautiful. He's a father. She's a mother. So they have that in common. It's not surprising that he would want a girl who looks basically just like Kristen (laughs) and also somewhat famous reality star. And then she posts a picture with them together. She's wearing, they're both wearing their matching camo and she wrote the caption, too bad it didn't work out. So good. Also, who wears camo? Like, out places <laughs> i hate that and i know it might be like me being a, a pretentious city person i actually go on a tirade on friday's part three of high society about how people go to the opera wearing ugg boots it's just pathetic you'll hear you'll hear the freak out there so go there if you hate people wearing inappropriate clothing to fancy events I don't really know where to go from here. I'm excited to see what's next. We haven't really gotten anything. Madison ended up just posting all of these like Instagram stories of this like workout thing she's doing. And it's like, Madison, we don't care about your workout videos. We just want to see more texts and potentially more photos since clearly you have them. I need to start taking photos with guys I hang out with once just to blackmail them, just to potentially have the option of blackmailing them. We also see her posting a picture like the next day that shows like how many people are looking at her stories. And she has like over 500,000 people. Let's see how many people actually follow her because you know I had like a girl who doesn't even watch Southern Charm hit me up being like, this is so juicy. Wow. Okay. So yeah, she has 393 followers and over 500 people, 500,000 people were watching her story. So that's pretty big. 
She also said she's going to be on the Skinny Confidential podcast on February 18th to clear it up. So tune in for that. Madison's next victim will 100% be Stephen Coletti. So if he's married, hide your husband, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide everybody because Madison is out for blood, brother. We also have the reunion coming out this Thursday, the 28th. Andy said Craig was full of the most BS and I watched the trailer and he looked like he was hopped up on something. And you could tell when someone smells like bong water. It's like, please just take a shower. You are going to work and like a nine hour shooting day. Shower, get your hair done. Remember like old versus new Craig? Like he was wearing like, like <laughs> these really colorful collared shirts with like the very big collar. It's like very European, but not even like European in a cool way. It's like creepy Italian man in Milan would wear that and he would be considered a creep there. Let me bring that back to America. And Craig was just like trying to be cool and look regal. He was the normie amongst the the trust fund babies. Craig is still mad at Madison for some reason. I like Madison. That's the hard part. Like I really enjoy her. I think she's a good mom and she's healthy and, and a really good businesswoman. However, she's very immature when it comes to relationships. Her whole situation with Austin this season has been completely exhausting. You know, you see her actually break up with him. Good. Break up with him. And then the next day, Craig or whomever is saying, well, yeah, well, she texts me the next day saying like, well, I'll always love you. It's like, well, Madison, you can't have your cake and eat it too. What is it? You're then like going up to Pringle, asking him to hang out, making jokes about threesomes, you know, going out of your way to dress up to look so gorgeous in front of Austin and then flirt with Pringle the whole time. It's just mean. Like it, it, it's just mean and it's petty. And I, I don't really think you get anywhere by playing dirty. And I, and I wish she realized that. And I don't know, like he cheated on her in a threesome. Anytime they've broken up, there's always like another story of like Madison hooking up with this guy, Madison hooking up with this guy, Madison hooking up with this guy. Like you guys don't want to be together. You guys are like stuck with each other because of the show and you think you need to stay together and there's like a connection with being on the show. <laughs> I'd rather watch Austin like hurt a girl we don't know, you know? And Madison also like brought up Danny's chlamydia out of nowhere last year. Like she's messy boots. Like I think she's very messy. And I think we'll see more of that at the reunion where Madison then like screams at Craig that he's just mad because Austin slept with his girlfriend and all this shit. He calls her a homewrecker. I don't know. Catherine looks cracked out. She looks so skinny. Like that is beyond cocaine skinny. That is like beyond, you know, exercise and dieting. Obviously, Catherine is so beautiful and always has been. And yeah, look at like season one and she was like a twig as well. But I think she had to get like physical work done. And I don't know. And you see her like twitching and like getting really upset. And so that's why it kind of gives me like Adderall or meth vibes. Like, I don't think that's healthy. I don't think it's healthy. And also she brought a jewel out on the reunion couch, which I think is a Bravo first. I think that's the first jewel I've ever seen on stage. Also, if she was pregnant, I hope she's not smoking a jewel because that's just a nicotine stick, a nicotine USB that just plugs into your computer. And I used to smoke jewels. So I'm not, I'm not hating on jewels. They're actually pretty great, but also wildly addicting. Like it's far too easy. Like I think it's like 20 pulls on a jewel is a pack of cigarettes, which like think about that. If you have a jewel, you take 4,000 puffs a day. And then I'm like, why can't I sleep? I wonder. And I'm like, oh wait, it's because I'm high on nicotine all day. Anyways, we get a little bit more of Leva talking about the situation with Catherine and the monkey emoji saying she's received death threats and Catherine's just like, get over it. I don't even care. Like, get over it. I don't care. Great. Really great way of accepting your situation. Yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll get more of Leva and Austin fighting. He's just so rude. He has this tone when he speaks to women that is just so disrespectful and entitled Austin is just like so intimidated by women who have careers and are smart and who stand up for things because he cannot understand. Like it does not compute when Leva talks to him, even like at this point when Madison talks to him, like he just gets so riled up because I feel like he then like internalizes like comments like you're a beta, like you're a beta. It's like maybe he is like, but that's okay. Like you can be a beta man. Like I, I think it's not a good quality in Madison to constantly like call him a pussy or call him beta because what is that implying that he's weak weak like a woman like <laughs> you know like it, it does nothing for women does nothing for men it makes him feel bad and then it makes him then have to act up and be more quote-unquote alpha 
and yell at women to try to make himself seem strong, you know? So it actually like backfires on the people around you. And that actually reminded me of Thomas Ravenel a couple seasons ago when he was like cranked out on that boat and he was like screaming at Danny. Like men on this show should not go on boats. No more boats. Whew, okay. That was a lot of Southern charm, but. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're going to stay in the South with our peaches from Georgia. Kenya Moore and Mark Daly are finally splitting up. Mark Daly went to The Root and gave them an exclusive quote saying, after recently attending mediation, Kenya and I have agreed to end our marriage. We'll always have great care for her and look forward to amicably continuing our co-parenting our daughter with an abundance of love and wisdom. As always, in addition to perpetual self-improvement, <laughs> yeah, all right, bro. My primary focus will be to always help understand people of color in Brooklyn to recover from negative impacts of COVID-19 pandemic. The fuck, da, 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 da. he'll do things. I'm blessed to be a positive change agent for not just my family, but also my community. Peace and love, Mark Daly. Mark Daly, the man who didn't want press, is going to the root with an exclusive quote. <sighs> Such a jerk off. How many times have we gone through this on this podcast? I'm like shaking my head at no one as if like I'm talking to someone. You know, good. I'm glad they're breaking up. You see on Atlanta this season that she's pretty much done with him. And I really like the Latoya girl. I, I think she's fun. And I think she's bad, which I kind of like. We needed a little bit of like a mini Kenya to come in to really stir the pot. But I'm glad Kenya hopefully is getting the freedom from this man because, you know, she even said like he is high conflict individual and she is too. And so those two people being together is explosive. And you have a child in the mix you have, you know, a beautiful life, a beautiful home, you're getting a new pool put in, like you have so many great things to ruin your life for the hope that this man will change and love you one day. It's just wasting your time. She knows who he is. And, you know, it's kind of frustrating when they were talking about him being Trinidadian and that's like natural that he would cheat. You know, I don't think that's fair. I, I don't think just because you're a Trinidadian man means like you need to get more ass than other people. Like that is the oath you take when you get married. If you didn't uphold those values, you need to let your partner know that before you get married. You know, if he was like, well, uh, <laughs> we got married and didn't you know I'm Trinidadian by default, I will not be faithful to you. Unless you have like a conversation where it's like, hey, like this is what I'm doing. Like, don't worry, I'll come home every night. I love you. You're my number one, but I just need to like fuck other girls on the side. I don't know. Maybe like you could have a kind of uh, situation where that works. <laughs> would not work for me, but maybe. I dated a guy who had a, like a group of guy friends who were all Jamaican and he was telling me he's like you have no idea all these Jamaican men like go and they cheat on their wives they have a sex house they all have wives and children and stuff and I was just like taken aback he was like Jamaican men always cheat and I was like why does it have to be Jamaican men like white men cheat every fucking day white women cheat everybody cheats like if you make a vow to be monogamous and then choose to cheat on them your culture goes out the fucking window with that vow like you made the vow so you're a cheater and it doesn't matter Kenya also celebrated her 50th birthday this weekend on some beautiful fancy island. I couldn't tell where she went, but she took a private plane there. Love that for her. Her birthday hashtag was 50 and GWTWFAB, gone with the wind fab. Does not have the same ring to it as 50 synth, but she's trying. Kenya more hair care. I say that like three times a day. Nobody knows what I'm ever talking about. While I was doing some research on Atlanta, I was like, where's Nini? What's Nini up to? And I found out that she's in the works to start a new lounge. I went on the Instagram page. It's called L the Lanethia Lounge. It's going to be in Duluth, Georgia. The bio says, small bites, Sunday brunch party, industry night, hookah, grown and sexy night. <laughs> Love that. And 
not only do they offer you small bites and grown and sexy nights, but they also <laughs> give poetry, which this is one of my favorite things I have ever seen. So on the Instagram page, they have an acrostic poem that spells out Lenethia. I'm going to read it to you guys. L is for luxury, the luxury of your smile. <laughs> I is for ideas that, brings e- that bring you to life. N is for noteworthy, just like your achievements. N is for narrator, tell many stories. <laughs> e is for exquisite, who could argue? T is for treasure of your friendship. H is for honor, your most valuable possession. I is for imagination, never be afraid to share your ideas. A is for affirm, the certainty of knowledge. <sighs> wow, 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 wow. Move out of the way, Allen Ginsberg, Pablo Neruda, who? <laughs> like, this was huge. This, this has been sitting with me. I read this last night and then, like, you know, I wrote it in my journal. I've been, like, reading it over and over again. Like, luxury, noteworthy, narrator, exquisite, treasure, honor, imagination. Like, I'm just, I'm just taken by this. Meditations in an Emergency Part 2 by Lenithia Leakes. <laughs> All right, moving on to the Real Housewives of Orange County. You guys, season 15 is coming to a close. This week is their last and final reunion episode. Again, as I was saying up front, glad it's only two, which also is nice because it kind of jam-packs all the fun information into two shows. There's no fluff. There's no bullshit. Love it. We are now hearing rumors that Kelly Dodd might not be coming back for season 16. I was saying this earlier in the season, how Bravo has a way of like letting people hang themselves and then they will then get the boot fired or quote unquote like conscious uncoupling like Dorinda and Bravo did a couple of months ago. And Kelly is now saying like, you know, the rumors are always happening every year. So we'll see if I come back or not. I mean, I won't miss her. That's for damn sure. I thought they actually gave her an incredibly favorable edit this year. I think they knew that viewers were watching with basically a gun in their hands and if she did anything too ridiculous then they would have bugged out and let's not forget the Real Housewives of OC has lost over like 250,000 300,000 viewers a week and that's huge for a television show it's a fourth of their viewership so things are not good for OC right now so there needs to be a cash shakeup and I was thinking like the only sad and depressing thing on this show is not Gina's house. It's this fucking cast. Like, everybody is horrible. They are all sad and depressing, other than Gina, in my opinion, which, again, we will get to. So, Kelly, questionable if she's going to be coming back. We see her in the first portion of the reunion talking more about the fucking fart in the pants thing. What does that have to do with anything? We've always known Kelly to say, like, bad dad jokes, and that was always kind of her thing. But now, like, when you're joking about like a bad dad joke in front of Emily, whose husband was in the hospital for eight days and almost passed away, she had it too. Shannon had it and all her daughters had it. Your own fucking mother was in the ICU because she had a COVID and other complications. And you still can't have a little bit of empathy in your heart to shut the fuck up with your stupid, well, pants don't block a fart. You know, they're uncomfortable. Yes, but they're not ineffective. And people are so quick to like freak out like as if their human rights are being infringed upon what kind of fucking human rights do you think are the people who have covid right now and who are dying who can't see their fucking families because you can't wear a mask when you go shopping it it's it's just so frustrating it's a very very simple thing and if our country was collectively working together for something we wouldn't be in this situation but in this fucking country everybody's an individualist everybody needs to do it for themselves i like when people like her or lynn are like i did my research it's like what do you watch three fucking conspiracy videos on youtube and you're like i did my research do you do your research every time you take an aspirin or every time you smoke an e-cigarette you don't think those things have things that are killing you in them mm, all right honey do you do your research cool like yeah let's see lydia's studies that she's doing so it's just frustrating as she keeps pushing this narrative that like she's not in the wrong she's not in the wrong and you know what kelly is just talking herself off the deep end and we see next season where she screams i'm black which is really fun she ended up posting something on instagram of like her 23andme test that showed like she was <laughs> like 2.9 percent western asian and north north african and then 0.9 percent north african and it's hilarious because she also is like i'm from africa i'm black like honey oh my god oh my god there are people in africa <gasps> who aren't black <gasps> what what 
when she thinks of Africa, she just sees like barren fields with like zebras and people in loincloths. Like that's how outrageously ignorant and like stupid she fucking is. Like she, it was so cringe just even watching the trailer of that. So I'm excited to see where she goes with screaming that she's she's black and also you know honey if you were black then i don't know maybe your drunk wives matter hat would have dawned on you as like potentially a little disrespectful to your own kind you know so fucking stupid and you know what she's latina like her family is from mexico she had that conversation with her dad where he was like and then we made tostadas and then like which i really liked i'm like let's get him on the show i would love to do like learn some of his homemade recipes like if you were really gonna go with like i've been judged because of the color of my skin i don't know maybe go with like being a marginalized latina woman growing up rather than being like i'm black like oh my god oh my god and again, like I was saying, like she has had a very favorable edit this season. Bronwyn gave Kelly a gift, which is Bronwyn's insanity. The reunion has really got her, and I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. She's getting flustered, and and I think she's starting to realize that type of, you know, inherent bias and racism that she's constantly spewing throughout the show is going to catch up to her. Vicky Gumbelson was the same. She also said like she felt like she was not as beloved because she is a conservative but like go back to season one episode one you see her being like a conservative gina kehoe's sons like coming to vicky's house with like guns to kill bunnies in the backyard because they were like eating her plants or something like you know you could see like uber conservative vibes from the jump and that's okay like it's okay to like be conservative these people have platforms and even if the information you're spewing is incorrect people will read that and then think it's true and then they'll tell their friends and then they'll tell their friends and then they'll tell their friends and it's just like spreading misinformation does nothing for anybody so if you have no information other than just like wear a mask and stay home if you can then then that's it you don't fucking have to say anything else kelly also did say I don't see people with color. I see people. That's it. Which is hilarious because a couple of years ago, remember she had that video where she was like, I don't like black guys. What? Like, like, oh, okay. So you saw color when you're thinking about potentially dating a black man. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. But all the other times, she doesn't see people with color. As I read the sentence again, it might be exactly like, I don't see people with color. Meaning like, if you are not white, I don't even see you. Like, you're not even in my purview. But we also have some updates on uh, Bronwyn, Bron, Bron, Bronwyn, Brownwind, <laughs> the, the cleverest diss from Mrs. Gumbelson, who honestly, like, I think I miss at this point, which is, which is shocking. Supposedly, this will be coming out in part two of the reunion, but Bronwyn offered Shannon's daughter, quote unquote, the good stuff at Stella's very first beach barbecue. And the good stuff in California cannot be weed. Stella apparently has a friend who has a medical card. They're not talking about weed. The good stuff is cocaine. And Kelly's been accused of doing cocaine. Not surprising. Bronwyn, not surprising if she dabbles in stuff too. Also, like cocaine and alcohol like negate one another. So like if you're doing more cocaine, you could drink more and not get as drunk. Same with Adderall, which is why Vanderpump Rules was so successful in the beginning years because, you know, they were all on Adderall or coke and drinking all night and so you know they were able to not get like sloppy sloppy drunk so not good i talked through it with stella and didn't want to interfere with bronwyn's sobriety but after being called a liar and an alcoholic she needed to hear and take responsibility for what she did rumors are circulating that multiple people were present when this happened stella and bronwyn were the only two involved in the conversation so stella's word versus bronwyn's word i don't know most 14 year old kids aren't accusing their mom's friend of offering them cocaine generally but i also don't go to beach barbecues and this was her very first beach barbecue so maybe this was more of like an adult themed barbecue jello shots and corn on the cob please so i mean we'll get more on that but you know when bronwyn also ended up saying before the reunion i was right there next to my bed on the floor crying hysterically i almost drank i mean this is horrible to say i almost drank because if i thought if i drank i can go to rehab and won't have to do the reunion honey oh my god you are so irresponsible to say some shit like that you don't need to be drinking to go to rehab the only way you're going to get out of doing your job Going to the reunion is your job. That is your job. You are contractually obligated to go to the reunion. And honey, we've already seen that. Countess Luann already fucking did that. The difference between you and Countess is that Countess had Bethany as her mouthpiece. 
Nobody on that cast would be your mouthpiece. You would have gotten ripped to shreds if you didn't show up. And you were show and you did show up and you did get ripped to shreds. If you have a serious problem and you feel as if rehab is going to help you, then please go to rehab. You have the means. You clearly have the time. Go to rehab. All of the onus on the show, like, well, you're forcing me to do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna relapse now. It's like, no, Bronwyn, like everything that you did on the show and everything you need to discuss on the show are things that you did, that you brought into your life. Some people don't feel anxious going into reunions because they didn't act a fucking fool, but you did. And, and <clears throat> she also said, my cast has been pretty unsupportive, you know, in a lot of the issues in my life. And that was really shocking. She's saying my cast, my cast. <laughs> this isn't the real Wyndham Burks of Orange County. This is the real Housewives of Orange County. This is an ensemble cast. You've been on the show for two, what, two, three seasons? And I've said it on the show a million times. Whenever people start claiming that the show is theirs, they are one foot out the door because Bravo doesn't like that. You are not the star. Get the fuck off your pedestal and sit the hell down. Not surprising that people have been unsupportive with you. You see your entire relationship with Gina where Gina's like, I sit and take your phone calls and I take your text messages and you don't call me. You don't ask me how I'm doing. And Bronwyn's like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I like that Andy was like, you're a fucking narcissist just like your mother. Like, why are you so surprised that people aren't going above and beyond for you when you do nothing for them? Gina went through hell last year. Are you kidding? She got into domestic dispute with her husband at the time. She got a DUI. She couldn't drive for so long was finalizing the divorce is now like in court with her husband and you know is starting a new relationship has these new kids in her home moved has done so much and i don't know maybe she would want some friends to call you only see gina calling her parents when she has something going on she's never calling bronwyn to say hey bronwyn what's going on obviously we know shannon will sit on the phone for six and a half hours and just talk about herself too so it's not like gina really has anybody on this cast where she can kind of confide in it just is frustrating. Like, I just hate all of these people. And you know what? Earlier this year, I remember I was talking about how Gina moved in with Travis after a couple months of dating. And now, after watching this season, it kind of makes sense. I feel like she needed protection and felt like, you know, she needed to have a man in the house to protect her after Matt broke into her home and, and like, attacked her. And so, I'm actually ha really happy for them. I think he's a really good influence on her and grounds her a lot. And she was great this season. And I, and I really liked her. And she was so open and like honest about her life and, you know, dealing with her father's addiction and how that has kind of helped her guide her conversations with Bronwyn. And But Sean supposedly has a new girlfriend. They were spotted together on December 28th out in some juice bar or something. <laughs> the quote said, he was making out with this girl. He was grabbing her ass a lot and he was really handsy. They were giving, they were very up against, like, who wrote this? <laughs> he was with this girl making out. He was grabbing her ass and he was really handsy. They were very up against each other, hanging out. They were supposedly been hanging out for at least two months. I don't know. Bronwyn said, if Sean dated someone, that's great. Support that. I think it, I think he should. If he fell in love and started a new life, started a new family, yeah, that would be heartbreaking. I agree. And I, initially didn't agree but of course like they have been together for what 26 years so regardless of like her being like i've never been attracted to you i don't even fucking care about our kids <laughs> like i have a new girlfriend and before that i had like a slew of women coming in and out staying here even that sherry girl sherry gave me dd vibes with camille grammar all those years ago where it was like are you paying this lady to be here or is she just like sleeping in your bed i don't know also, she was like, Sherry's amazing. She's done everything herself. She's a mother of two. She lives here. It's like, what? Like, what happened to the mothering in Orange County? Why isn't that mom with her family? Of course, yeah, you don't have to be with a husband, but like, why are you sleeping at Bronwyn's house when you have two of your own from children? And you're supposedly not having a romantic relationship with her. Go the fuck home. What do you need to sleep with this grown woman? Fucking bizarre. These people can't be alone with their thought that like they have to find companion i need my companion like it's so codependent and weird Ugh. i'm just so goddamn over it i'm over it and yeah bronwyn does a lot of good things she you know is an, she's an lgbtq advocate great like that's amazing but that doesn't make you not an ass like <laughs> that doesn't mean anything just because you're gay doesn't mean you're not an asshole you know and i, I hate that someone made message me and they were like i can't believe you would say all that stuff about Bronwyn. you're so homophobic i'm like I, that is completely not true if i was homophobic i'd be talking about her and her girlfriend being you know going to hell i don't know like i don't even know like what to say that's homophobic I, who cares if she's with a fucking woman or a man or whomever 
man, woman, gender non-binary, whatever she wants to be with, she could be with. I'm talking about her as a person who's, you know, going through sobriety, which like in the program that she's in, AA is like so strict and horrible. I'm actually reading a book called Quit Like a Woman, which is like all about, you know, trying to drink less in a society that is based around alcohol. And she should honestly read this. I should DM her. Um, And it was basically saying how it's one thing to be sober, but then it's another thing to live a sober life. And I don't think Bronwyn's like at that point yet. And even like She's so cocky where she's like, now I'm going to go to school and teach other people how to be sober. It's like, you're not even like, you haven't even done a full four seasons, honey. And when you're already like getting a bachelor's degree, like, we're going to end the show on some summer house news. I can't remember if it's season four or five or six. Is it season five? Yeah, I think this is season five. So season five of Summer House comes back February 4th next week, which is weird. Paige and Hannah are under some pressure lately because of some comments they made on their Giggly Squad podcast. So they were talking about Bridgerton, which, skirt, quick side note, Bridgerton is amazing. Like, what a sexy show. Oh my God. Oh my God. Things have been very boring in my boudoir. So it has been really exciting to watch Bridgerton. It's like high-end softcore porn. It's really great. I would suggest it to anybody. It's on Netflix. And 63 million people watched it in the first 28 days of the show being on Netflix, which is amazing. And just a testament to how, one, great the show is, and how, two, like how diversity can be in period pieces, as they should be, as, <laughs> as it should be. But Paige and Hannah were talking about the Duke of Hastings. Uh, <laughs> he's just like outrageously sexy. And like there's a scene where he's like licking a spoon. Like, you know, when like you're meditating and you're supposed to just like clear your brain of thoughts. Like I close my eyes and see that image, that video of him licking that spoon. Oh my God. I'm getting all hot and bothered. <laughs> like I need to take a sip of my macadamia coffee. All right, wet my whistle a little bit. So Paige was talking about him. His name is Roger Jean Page, and he's a British actor. And they were basically saying that he would be perfect for the next James Bond film because he's British and he's light-skinned. And so obviously the problem is like calling this man light-skinned, which this was just like a colorist statement implying that like James Bond could only be a light-skinned black man because a darker-skinned black man, God forbid, wouldn't be palatable for the the white viewers. And Sophia Ross, she's like been like a cute little muckraker lately, digging up a lot of stories about Army Hammer and Hilaria Baldwin and now this whole situation. She wrote a really interesting article about it. Um, I'll link to it on the bottom of this, uh, the show notes for this. And she made a good point that Idris Elba has been passed over for James Bond for years and years and years. And he obviously is like a, a dark skinned black man. Colorism is just like a structure within like a deeper problem of like deeply rooted racism in this country. Paige obviously apologized, saying I want to take some time to uh, apologize for the things I've said, not my intention. I recognize what I said was wrong. I was completely committed to learning and growing, which is like the statement you say like when you've been called out. I'm completely committed to learning and growing. So I want to take time today and sincerely apologize for my words last week. I'm very sorry. Like, you know, even that, like it's another whitewashed apology where they're just like apologizing for doing something quote unquote wrong and taking no real responsibility for saying something racist and saying something disparaging that hurts people who are darker skinned like you like i can't think of what it was but there's a girl on twitter whose name is or instagram and her name is escaping me but she has like conversations with white people and it's like try to ask like a white person like how many dark-skinned black people you know whether it's in your real life or on television and they're like um lupita nyong'o like they can't even say anything besides her you know disparaging comments i guess there's been some other kind of questionable behavior from them so the sophia girl wrote in the article that they dead named caitlin jenner supposedly they called the castmates suicidal ideations out which i didn't know about this so supposedly hannah brought up luke potentially trying to commit suicide, which is really rude considering they had been together in the past and dated. And, you know, obviously, like, Hannah has moved on with, like, her cute little Irish boyfriend. But what you have on Pillow Talk with someone, like, is not podcast fodder. And, like, guys I date try to explain that to me. They're like, by the way, like, don't don't bring this up on your podcast. And it's like, you fucking think your mommy issues are worth 
four minutes on my podcast, you are so wrong. You are so wrong. Paige also accused bisexual men of being unable to stay faithful to women in relationships. Not true. Hannah has mocked autism. And I guess they had a Facebook group that was like a breeding ground for racists and horrible people, which they now have shut down. So, I mean, we'll see what happens on the show. I, again, I'm not surprised. Like the one time they had like a person of color on that show is that like, what's her name? Oh, even like editing did her so dirty. Jules, Jules, she was so sweet. She had like everybody just hating her for no fucking reason. All the girls were like, you're fucking annoying. And granted, yeah, she was like trying to like copycat Paige and she like just moved to New York and moved to come on the show and like was quote unquote dating Jordan. But like she was sweet and like completely harmless and they were so fucking mean to her for no reason. I'm excited for the new season just just like because I'm dreaming of the summer and pools and partying. I, I, it's honestly surprising that it took this long for shit to come out about them after like the Vanderpump Rules things. I was like, West Coast got taken down, when's East Coast getting taken down? But anyways, that brings us to the end of this episode of Bravo Happy Hour. Thanks so much for listening. As always, if you enjoy the show, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, say something nice, slide into my DMs. I had an amazing girl named Megan slide into my DMs her boyfriend or husband whoever he is is going to help me get like a fucking at-home studio set up <laughs> so if you have services i could buy from you hit me up tune in on friday for part three of high society it's episodes four and five if you haven't watched high society go to youtube it is so easy and if you can't for whatever reason go to youtube just dm me and i'll send you the first link and then it'll automatically go through episodes two through eight enjoy the show enjoy the recap it has been an absolute blast doing it i'm already thinking of what my next one season wonder show to recap is i wish saucy wasn't canceled because i would love to go through her time on the amazing race when she did it as a family or like that other horrible show she was on like i can't remember what it was called like i'm a rich bitch television show on cw i don't know this was a great show if i do say so myself have a good rest of your week bye Thanks so much for catching up with me, Megan O'Donnell, on this episode of Bravo Happy Hour. Until next time, be sure to follow Bravo Happy Hour on all social media platforms and feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any hot juicy gossip or just to say what's up. Stay tuned on Tuesdays and Fridays for more episodes of Bravo Happy Hour. And if you're loving the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts and give me some love in the form of a five-star review. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of your day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.